Warner. All content and media for Under the Barbell podcast is created and published online for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. We are not professionals. Thank you for listening. The Baby Buffalo Range Studios presents... So, hey guys, it's uh, Will and Jeff with Under the Barbell Podcast number three. Um, we have some visitors tonight, and they actually showed up. Yes, sir. Uh, one of them being Randall Reese. Nice uh, to meet you, fellas. Yep, yeah, semi-professional football player, and we'll get into that. Uh, we also have my little brother, Cooper Mobley. Um, the reason I wanted to bring these two on together, obviously we know that from the past two episodes, we've been talking about the negative side of mostly bodybuilding and power pretty much anything weight lifting fitness really yeah. well i want to get into every sport that you can get people into mm. now once again i wanted to get them in here together because we have somebody that plays at a very high level and somebody coming up in hopes to play at a high level yeah um and i want to get some background in a there are going to be kids that listen to this podcast and now they can relate more to it because we have a younger kid on. Right. And two, not everybody wants to do powerlifting or bodybuilding or strongman. They might want to do a football route mm-hmm. so we can get into that. Um, so let's start from the beginning. Uh, Randall, if you want to shoot us through where you were born, how you got into football or sports in general, what got okay. you in the weight room, uh, just kind of take us through like early beginning of your life. All right. Uh, well, it's a funny thing. I didn't actually start off playing football. I started playing Basketball. Okay. Because as, you know, 10, 11 years old, I'm all, I was the, the big kid, mm-hmm. you know. And so as I went and grew to middle school, high school, I got wider, yeah. <laughs> you know, instead <laughs> yeah. of taller. And everybody else got taller. So I was like, it's funny because one day I was doing a basketball tryout for my middle school. Because I didn't play football until I was in, like, eighth grade, yeah. freshman high school. Uh, I was at, you know, basketball try out and the football coach walks in he just stops and looks at me and I knew who he was because he had been trying to get me before but I'm you know I'm basketball right you know I'm still trying to get my AI on <laughs> but um he just walks up to me and says hey want to play football now I was like you know what you've been asking me for a little while now sure and I've been playing it ever since nice so um let's see what got me in the weight well really that's what got me in the weight room was was football because mm-hmm. during basketball, you know, you don't really have to lift weights like that. Yeah. And I was already bigger than everybody, so what am I lifting weights for, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, eighth grade year, first time squatting, getting up under a bell, getting barbells and bench press, and I just I just loved the grind of it, mm-hmm. you know? What was your favorite lift? Definitely squats. <coughs> I would say squats. So we have really? a super similar background. Uh, I didn't start until seventh grade. Okay. Um also point out real quick for those of you that don't know there's well over a thousand pounds worth of dude in this room <laughs> um randall's sitting about six one six two roughly two fifty two sixty um so i started seventh grade in football right and i remember as a first game the only reason i made the team was because we were driving the single man sled and i got to go last 
So I studied because I'm, I'm smart and I'll learn off of other people's physical mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I studied everything that these people were doing and like the bag would turn sideways, they'd lose control or they'd, you know, they'd push it way up in the air and it wouldn't go back. Yeah. And so I, I ended up driving, it was, it was young, I was 25 yards and 10, 15 seconds or something like that. Right. And I remember they were like, who's Mobley? And I was like, oh, I'm right here, sir. <laughs> like, damn, 25 <laughs> yards. So they, they, I got on the team, middle linebacker. So first defensive series, they said, Mobley, you're going center field, you're middle linebacker. I went and stood in the center of the 50-yard line, <laughs> 30 yards away from anything relative to a football. And they're like, Mobley, you're not playing safety. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm pretty safe back here, Coach. Like, like I, I was clueless. That's funny. What – Um. so you got in – played in high school. What college did you play for? I uh, played two years at Faulkner, and then I did a year and a half at Alabama State. Okay. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my years at Faulkner, we were – we went to conference championship – both my years there, we won conference championship. Uh, first year, we got past the first round, got put out second round to a team in Iowa, Sweet. which had to have been the, probably the coldest game I've ever played oh, in. Yeah, I think it was like thirty degrees outside, <laughs> with, and we're right next to a lake, and yeah. it's snowing. Oh, that's miserable. So it's like the and our heater went out on the sideline. So it's like you know, I feel like you know, I'm not gonna say they they. Had they had the advantage. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they knew what was going on. Yeah. Um, so you went from college. Mm -hmm. When you left college, when you graduated college, did you immediately go into semi-pro football? Nah, I waited. See, I, I got out of college about 2017, 2018. Okay. And I didn't start playing semi-pro till like a year after that. And was that um, because you didn't know about it, or you just yeah. kind of graduated and you're like, what do I do with my time now? I had no idea about it. Uh, and what, what team do you play for, semi-pro team? Uh, 82 Chargers in Cincinnati. Okay, that's, okay. We, we wanted the, the listeners to hear that. We had done a ton of research. Mm -hmm. um, I made the mistake of saying it was a Lexington pro team, which it was not. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your record? Uh, right now, I think we're 2-2. Two and two. Oh, sweet, okay. So you're still beginning. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. The start of the season was, what, three weeks ago. So. It's awesome. not arena? Nah, nah, no, it's, okay. it's outdoor. Eleven okay. outdoor. And then, are people's goal to go from semi-pro to be looked at by a pro team, or is it more just guys that love football that just didn't go pro? Uh, I'd say it was a good mix. Okay, because you know you got the guys kind of like me who've been out of school. And well, I've talked to you a few times, and you don't really seem to have any desire to go pro. You you just genuinely like your competitive guy mm -hmm. with the body style for it. You're good at it and you like doing it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like so when I first started semi pro, you know, that was I can say that was my goal mm -hmm. cuz I was what 20 uh 25 I want to say. Mm -hmm. And so I'm I'm still thinking in my and I'm fresh out of college too. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I can use this to get some film. Mm -hmm go to the next level mm -hmm. um but then as i started playing and starting just kind of gelling with the guys it's like i mean i, I could try for try out for these teams yeah. where i could keep doing semi-pro that i really enjoy right you know because once you get to that professional side it's like it's a business now yeah. oh for sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. and have do you got do you know guys or do you have guys on your team that have moved up a level even to a practice squad and kind of made it big in that sport so 
not on my team, but when I was in Alabama, there was a guy that played for a team out of uh, Mississippi. Oh, sweet. He got invited to the Lions uh, nice. training camp. Nice. He, but he was one of those guys where it's like, okay, I can see that. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? You can tell those guys that are, even in high school, Yeah. you can tell those guys that are going D1 or, you know, can go even further than yeah. that. They're just, they just kind of built different. Yeah, you know? right. And then again, on the flip <clears> side of that, though, I've seen guys that didn't start till their senior year. Mm. They're now in training camps. Okay. So cool. Okay. Yeah. Kind of just depends on what you put into it, right? right. And what you want to get out of it. Yeah. So we'll pause there with Randall. Uh, we'll get caught up with Coop, yeah. and then we'll start. We'll start down in some questions yeah. on him. Um, so, guys, my brother Cooper, you are sixteen. Yes. Sixteen going on seventeen. Uh, he actually just threw in the state track meet today, uh, okay. shot put and discus. Congratulations. As Thank a freshman, which is insane. Yeah, yeah that's tough. Um, I mean, there were some monsters there. I was actually telling Carrie when we got there mm. that my little brother, who in my eyes is, you know, still five. Right. <laughs> but we're walking in, and I'm seeing men with full tattoo or full beards. I got one guy had tattoos on his neck. Nice. And I'm like, these. This is the high school state track meet. <laughs> yeah, high school, high school um, kids are changing, man. They oh, really yeah. are. Well, and I know Kentucky's so bad for holding kids back. Is, is Alabama bad for that? Nah, see, Alabama's bad for they'll let you pass, but with no help. You okay, know? So, yeah. So then it's like once you get to the final level, it's like, oh, you can't pass. Right. Yeah. Too tough. So like in Kentucky, you'll be a seventh grader for two, like a double holdback, <laughs> two or three years. <laughs> So that you and then you got kids that are like they might turn twenty after football season, but before they graduate. Yeah. Right. So in my mind, like a twenty-year-old, me at twenty versus me at eighteen is a huge difference. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Um. All right. So Coop, I obviously know you're bringing up. Why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> how you got into football? Where you started football at? The positions you played? Stuff like that. Yeah, I started football my first grade year. It was like pee wee stuff. I played. Uh, center and outside linebacker and then I took a year off my seventh or second grade year and got held back so they couldn't let you play that year Um, and then I also had started school late in kindergarten so I was you know I was 13 as a sixth grader when everyone else was 11 or 12 and then uh, I played all through elementary school and then when I got to middle school I started getting a little more serious the year COVID hit my sixth grade year and I played I went from uh tackle my sixth grade year to guard my seventh grade year and then played tight end my eighth grade year and then when I got to the high school level I played last year I played uh, middle linebacker and slot receiver and I got some reps at running back too he was he was one of those kids too that seventh grade year he was five foot five Mm -hmm. maybe five foot six and Mm -hmm. 180 pounds and just was kind of pudgy wasn't very fast and then that growth spurt hit and Six foot one, you know, two hundred and twenty pounds at fifteen years old. But with the cool thing, probably very similar to you, is he wasn't a two hundred and twenty pound brick. Right. He could move. He could juke. He could. He could catch the ball. Things that I. I mean, I was two forty in high school, and I had bricks for hands. (laughs) Yeah. They refused. I could. I could tackle people, but I wasn't even good at tackling. I was just good at being something heavy that ran into another person. (laughs) That's what I did. Yeah. I was 300 pounds in high school. Yeah, which is also why these the two play line. football and me and you have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, 300 pounds in high school, though, that's that's a big boy. Yeah, that's, that's why I got on the football boy. team. I was fast off the line, but <laughs> running, 
you know, first step was there, but you know, yeah, that second, second step was winded. Right. Just wouldn't commit to the second. <laughs> no, I didn't want to. I'll let them come to me. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right, so cool. So that's uh, that's Coop, and that's Randall. Yeah. So you, you kind of getting into some of the questions for it, Randall. Uh, a lot of our viewers have actually uh, um, talked to me personally about: Is there much uh, PED use, performance-enhancing drug use in semi-pro football that you know of? Uh. I wouldn't say in semi-pro. Okay. Maybe, yeah. you know, once you get to the arena leagues and, you know, mm-hmm. the XFL, CFL, stuff yeah. like mm-hmm. that. Maybe so. But I feel like my personal opinion about football and drugs is the most popular thing is painkillers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because availability is key to everything. Yeah. You know, because if you're not there, next man up. Yeah. You know, and then if that next man outperforms you, then it's like, now I'm back fighting square one. So right. guys are taking these painkillers before games, three, four. I, I've seen people take, like, five Advil. Jesus. Five, you know, um, what's it called? Ibuprofens. Yeah. Before the game. And, I'm, and in my head, I'm like, I won't slur your, your thinking down. Yeah. But, you know, they want to go out there, they <laughs> lather up with the Bengay and all <laughs> that. You know what I'm saying? Is there any hard painkillers being used, oxys or anything like that? Uh, and this is just because we don't know. Like yeah, I, right. We kind of made that very apparent in podcast one that this is just getting people on from all all aspects of the right. world, letting everybody know. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, I'll yeah, say. Yeah. Uh, now, as far as like anybody on my team that I've seen, yeah, nah, like they'll take the ibuprofens and yeah. yeah. gay, but uh, I haven't seen them like popping the oxygen no, nothing like nothing that, serious right. well that i mean and that that's reassuring too because i was yeah. for sure that the nfl and maybe even the xfl i'm in maybe arena i don't know how much money they make could very well test for steroid use and the yeah. only way to do that is through a drug test and it's very expensive yeah. which is why nai mm-hmm. schools and some uh d3 schools don't test for it and right. it's more po- popular in d1 d2 yeah. but um what about adderall you ever see that yes yeah yes so they'll, they'll take the adderall just Sharpened up, yeah. Focus. Yeah. Now I've seen more skilled players take that because they don't really get hit a lot, so they don't really need the yeah painkillers. But you know, you running full speed and <laughs> trying to read the safety and yeah, to read the linebacker, yeah, yeah. You, know, you want something to slow it down or either speed you up, right? Yes, you know. So, do you consider that a cheat at all? If me and you are, are I'm I'm a defensive player, you're an offensive player. We're up against each other, and one of us has Adderall, the other doesn't. Do you consider that a, an advance to me? Nah. Just because of the fact that, you know, football is a contact – well, not a – I call it a collision sport. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. you can be in the right place at the right time all the time, but what are you going to do when you get there? Right, right, right. right. Like, so that's the big thing, too. Like, the guys will take the painkiller so they can run full speed and yeah. somebody mm-hmm. – oh, I didn't feel nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Coop, it might be more it might be more prevalent in the high school because I know when I was in high school, everybody wanted to take steroids. Mm-hmm. And it was because they look at some of these freaks in nature. And now, you know, we've talked about it before where the reason we don't do great in the Olympic weightlifting world is because all of our extremely strong and big athletes are playing in the NFL for millions right. and millions of dollars. Right. So have you, at least I know when I was in high school, have you had the same thing where you have other kids talking about your 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 popular test and trend and D ball and mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Maybe in the older junior senior people, 
Yeah, definitely. Because I think what they try to do is they want to, like, you know, if you really believe that somebody like Aaron Donald can bench 500 pounds and run a 4.640 and be normal yeah. and natural, then that's, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe that. And so a lot of those guys, you know, they know that he's on something, so they try to get on the same thing, and they think they're going to pay 20 bucks from some kid in high school and get the same yeah. thing. Yeah. So a lot of kids, you know, they get stuff that really hurts them. Yeah. And I, I'm someone that, you know, coming from – you know, my brother being in a background and stuff like that, I try to warn them, and they just—they don't. You know, I'm a freshman, so they don't listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's—I would say it's so hard because when you're young, uh, the opposite. I know that you're older or anything, but when you're starting out in the sport, mm-hmm. you're so hungry to get to the top, and that's how I was. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically looking my coach in the eye and saying, "If you said to go outside and lick broken glass and drink <laughs> gasoline to get to the top, I will." <laughs> and he was like, "Well, we won't be doing that, but you're going to take." three injections a day one in each shoulder one in your butt before you go to bed you're going to pop pills three or four times a day you know so if somebody said the same thing if i became football coach and i didn't know any better and i know coaches that have done this personally in in high school sports i was younger so i wouldn't i couldn't say anything about it but they would take a running back and they would start him on a small cycle of test and you know there's parents out there that are insane Yeah. yeah and they would say so you think my kid my Five foot four, 180 pound, 18 year old son can make it to the NFL. If you put him on, if you put him on a low dose of test and really bump up his, his aggression and his endurance and his strength, I really think he can. Yeah. There's no way in hell when you got a guy who's six foot two, 250, natural, mm-hmm. he's going to clobber you every time. Yeah. But I know that so many kids want to get to the top so bad that they're going to do these super unhealthy drugs that one could really hurt them if it's yeah. not done correctly. And two, even if it is done correctly, there are some serious long-term effects from that. Yeah. And so I'm glad that Coop, I'm glad that you kind of use me as an example to, you know, Hey, I don't think you should do it. And I, you've, you've called me a few times asking questions for kids that want to do it. Yeah. And like, Hey, could you talk to this guy? And that's kind of what I want is because if Randall comes in here and says, Hey, you guys like, everybody's on steroids. Yeah. Maybe we should look away from football for not boycott the sport. Right. But hey guys, like until this is old school, come in because that's not fair. Yeah. You might be born with better genetics than me and you we might be born with the same genetics but you just straight up work harder than I do. Right. You have more you have more will than I do. That's why I say football is what you put into it a Exactly. Lot. And know? I think it's unfair and this is I talked about this a lot with some of the powerlifters that I know is if everyone's doing drugs you got to do drugs. Yeah. If yeah. no one's doing drugs and you do drugs, you're an absolute cheater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think in a sport like football, maybe in the NFL, it's different. That's a that's a, a dark secret. They you know everyone. I think it should well. be allowed in professional sports. Honestly, dude, if you can smoke meth on the streets of Seattle, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, should right. be able to take steroids. Right. I, I think you should be able to do anything. Granted, you don't have children. You know, there's not stuff like that. Yeah. But if if you're a single guy. And you say, I want to take steroids. Cool, go ahead. Just sign all those waivers that say, hey, man, if you die, you die. Right. <laughs> if, if, you need a, yeah. if, if, you're, if your liver or kidney goes out, you're at the bottom of the list. And yeah, guess right. what? The next day when someone else needs it, you drop beneath them because mm-hmm. you chose to use drugs. Yeah. As long as you can make that conscious choice. Now, you can't do that as a child. Right. You know, if you're 18 or younger, I don't, I don't think – honestly, I'm, 20, I'm 27 – and I bet I would still say, oh, it's okay. And then when I'm 37, I'm like, damn it, why'd I do that? <laughs> so it's such a hard thing to do. But, if I mean, if you have, if you have the, the understanding, the wherewithal of what's going on, yeah. you know, you, you can make that choice. Yeah. 
And then plus, you know, and as far as like high school goes, using tests and, and stuff in high school, you, you kind of stunt your growth a little bit too. Oh, yeah. Because around that time, you know, you're, that's when you're, you know, get the bulkiest, mm-hmm. get the mm-hmm. heaviest from 18 to, what, 25? Yep. yep. So if you, you know, put that test and stuff in your, in your system and then you just take it out, you know, you ain't no telling, like you said, what your body's going to, how mm. it's going to react to it. You may yeah. I had lose a, everything. Or. Yeah, I had a friend a couple of years ago, and it, it, it's actually said a lot to me. I started taking steroids when I was 19, mm-hmm. and it was right after my 18th birthday. And when I was 23, 24, I was working at a maximum security federal penitentiary, and one of the guys I was with was like, hey, can I talk to you about something? I've just been thinking about it. I said, sure. He said, you have no idea who you are. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, you're getting <laughs> philosophical on me. And he said, as you grow and you age and you mature, going through puberty and whatnot, from 18 to 25, you are a very different person. He's like, but yeah. you have manipulated your hormones so mm-hmm. much over those years, you don't know who Will is without using drugs. Yeah. And up until about going on three, three or four weeks now, I, I, have, I have religiously used drugs three to five times a week every week from 18 to 27. So I'm just now figuring out who I am. And with that, so the people that are listening, when I'm coming off all my drugs, I have anxiety, mm-hmm. depression, weight gain. I'm tired all the time. There's nothing good that has come from coming off of drugs. No. In the long run, it's going to be better for me. I will, you know, I'll get over the funk of depression. I'll get over the anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get over the body dysmorphia because I'll be able to see things. I'll be able to eat and exercise mm-hmm. and see results rather than eat and exercise and be like, man, did I, is the trend I got junk? Is that why I'm not right. making it? So now I've just yeah. spent another $200 on more trend mm-hmm. because what I got's not working. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of pros that come with coming off in the long term, but in the short term, it's very difficult. Yeah. Um, there's a proper way to do it, which I like to think that I am doing it the proper way. And then there's also people that go cold turkey, and that's even worse. Yeah. You know, that's where you run into some suicide attempts, uh, erectile dysfunction, you mm-hmm. know, all kinds of really serious issues. Um, kind of going back to football, though, is is it something, Cooper, that, and this might be a personal question, but is it something that if a, if a coach came to you and said, <clears throat> excuse me, you are – you are, we will take you on at Alabama, but you have got to gain 20 pounds of lean muscle in the next six to eight months. That's not possible for one. Yeah. But no. so that means you could hop on a, a small cycle of steroids and you're going to gain some weight and get bigger and get stronger. Is that something at 17 years old you feel you can make that call on? I, I wouldn't. I mean, especially listen to some of the things that you talked about and some of the athletes that are still affected to this day because they do things like that. I, I mean, I personally wouldn't, but I know some of those guys because it's all about. I think at some point you got to realize you got to be built for football. Mm-hmm. Like middle linebackers aren't five eight, and right. if you want to play a middle linebacker and you're really good, you run and you run. You know, if you run a four two forty at five eight, you might play slot receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those kids that aren't built for certain positions try to fill that gap with drugs and steroids and stuff like that. Right. And even kids in high school that you know, you know Billy Bob's five six and plays center and thinks he's going to play in the NFL, so he's going to hop on some. $20 steroids that he gets from his friend. <laughs> and I hope that a lot of it's just junk. You know, he's just yeah. selling him, you know, salt pills or whatever. Right. But I think that a lot of it is stuff that he really thinks he gets from some idiot that sells it to a kid. Yeah. And he, you know, he really hurts himself. So, Randall, if you could go back in time to 
that that eighth grade freshman year when you started mm-hmm. um if somebody as a child do you think that you would have you would have accepted something like that had someone given it to you I guess it comes more in the junior senior right uh, but do you feel like the 17 18 year old Randall would have said yeah dude I want to be all the way to the top give me whatever you got Probably not because when I was 17, 18, like I said, I was already naturally just bigger than everybody else. You know what I mean? Like thick neck and all that stuff. So I would have looked at it as, okay, what am I taking it for? You know, how is it going to, can it, and see, my biggest thing in high school was, yeah, I'm strong, big and strong. I'm trying to work on my speed. Right. You know, and get faster off the ball, get, you know, quicker to that gap, things like that. So I wasn't really into this, you know, steroids. Then, now, granted, my, what was that, going into my sophomore year at Faulkner, I took test. Okay. But <laughs> that, that, um, that summer camp, I ended up getting a full body cramp and losing 30 pounds in three days in the hospital. Yeah. Dang. I was hooked up to an IV for the whole time. Yeah. I had to get tested, like, a whole year after that to see if I had rhabdomyosis because nice. they thought my muscles were breaking down. Oh, wow. But it was just because, like you said, I just stopped at cold turkey once. Yeah. Summer started, and I wasn't hydrating well. I was just taking that because I had the in the capsule form. So I was taking capsules. I was drinking Gatorades and stuff like that and mm-hmm. just lifted it. Yeah. And then once I got out there in that heat, my body's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. whoa, what's going on here? We need to stop for a second. Yeah. So, so I mean, it sounds like, to be honest, that football, at least from the high school perspective and from the semi-pro perspective, are relatively healthy sports. There's really not a lot of dark drug use in there. Now, I'm sure that's that rel- that's relevant individual to individual. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there is there anything in those sports that you guys feel people there we should poke a hole in that somebody should know going into? Uh, there is something I want to say about football. A lot of people think that it's just all brawn and muscle. You have to be smart to play football, mm-hmm. or at least smart to be good at football. Because you know you can run into somebody you know hundred times and knock them over, but what is the purpose? You know, right. football right. is all about a purpose. You know. I need to block this guy so my running back can go through here so yeah. that he can score things like that. Because nah. I, I was talking to one of my friends uh, a few years ago. He was like, why do you play football? I was like, well, I mean, it challenges me. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I love the sport. I love the physicality. He was like, but don't it make you, you know, lose brain cells? I don't know where he's getting his information from. Yeah. But I'm guessing he's assuming I had, like, 15 concussions. And yeah. yeah. I was still playing. It's like, nah, man, I, I'm – just as smart as you, if not smarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not losing any brain cells, man. Yeah. It's just because you got to be smart about how you play, you know what I'm saying, and about what you do to, yeah. your, to your game, stuff like yeah. that. So. Do, uh, do you, both of you guys, because you both play both sides of the ball, do, do you guys feel that the statement of offensive players are smart and defensive players are mean, do you think that's a true statement or do you think that's just you look at Ray Lewis, who you think is just an absolute war machine. Uh, what's your take on that? Uh, like I said, I, I definitely feel like you have to be of some type of intellect to play football. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you get to those skill positions like safety and corner. Because, you know, you're on an island out there. So yeah. one wrong mistake or one wrong move, difference between a touchdown or interception going the other yeah. way. You know, and then speaking of Ray Lewis, 
that man studied film like yeah, he was a freak, a freak of nature. So for you know anybody that says Ray Lewis was just this big, <laughs> like I challenge you to really go watch like watch him play because mm-hmm. it's some plays where he's running toward where the ball's going, literally before they even snap the ball. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, what you do about that? He's six four, six three. Yeah. Two what was he? Two sixty, two seventy. Yeah, but it just God, he moves Monster. so fast. Yeah. yeah. I think he ran like a four five or something like that. Coop, How do you your, stop that? What's your take <laughs> on that? Uh, I think some of those outside positions like corner is a lot of instincts, just getting reps against high-level receivers. But really those inside guys, uh, like middle linebackers, like if you go and listen, there's a they sat down with like Willie Lanier and Ray Lewis and Dick Buckets and a bunch of those middle linebackers sat down and just talked. You know, what did you see at this play? Why? Well, you know, I was watching film, and when the guard took this left step, you know, I knew I had to fill that hole. And then, but you listen to some guys like Lawrence Taylor, who, you know, was on a lot of drugs. Yeah. You know, he'd come off the ball, he'd be like, yeah, I came off the ball, saw the ball, and I hit it. And that's all he did. You know, yeah. See ball, get ball. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask him, like, the steroids that they use in high school, mm-hmm. is it injection or pills? It, like, from what I heard, like, some of the seniors that are leaving, um, this, I'm not going to say his name. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> He Put said that blast. he would, like, he, you know, he, he was talking to me. He's like, yeah, my junior year, I got on some uh, some tests, like capsules, like he was talking about. And yeah. he's like, yeah, you know, I was the biggest for I was for two weeks. And then he <laughs> said, like, I came off and I felt horrible. Yeah. And so, but I don't think anyone's in Jackson. At some point, you know, it's like it's like most kids are not going to get hooked on meth because when you start flicking a needle, you know, there's a problem. Yeah. So I think they can see that. Because pills cause a lot more damage to your liver. I think that's yeah. a really good, that's a really good way to segue into the SARMs. Yes. The amount, uh, do you guys know what SARMs are? I don't know what I it don't. stands for. Selective but androgen receptor something. Modules. Modules. It might be um, modules. <laughs> but uh, so SARMs are pretty much, if they were real, yeah. would be an absolute miracle drug. You take this SARM to lose belly fat. Mm. You take this SARM to get abs. Yeah. It, it would be like that magic pill of right. what do you want to look like? You want big arms. You want shredded abs. You want to squat 800 pounds. You take these take three those, SARMs. Yeah. 800 pound squat SARM. You know. They are absolutely nothing but complete trash and garbage for yeah. you. Anybody and everybody that listens to this, if you think I might want to use SARMs, <laughs> Don't do I it. would rather you take injectable steroids. Yeah. They are safer for you than SARMs are. Mm-hmm. Uh, SARMs are, are, are incredibly toxic to the inside of your body mm-hmm. with very little to no results. What will happen is people will take SARMs alongside when they have that few weeks, maybe months of really high motivation, not even discipline, just motivation. Mm-hmm. So they're con- they're sticking to a diet, they're going to the gym, they're going to bed. Well, then they're seeing all these results and thinking, man, uh, these, these SARMs I'm taking are really, really working for me. Yeah, it's not. It's not the SARMs. It's, the it's, SARMs. it's the work you're putting in, right. the consistency you're putting in, the discipline you're putting in. And then what happens, and this actually, I, I witnessed this at a gym one day, this guy, same with pro hormones, I put those in the exact yeah. same, those are in the exact same boat. Um, we're at the gym, and this guy, I remember him, it just was a skinny, scrawny guy. You could you look like a, like a long-distance runner like we talked about. <laughs> um, and then comes in, I would probably say maybe six months later, and, I mean, he had to have had 20, 22-inch arms. Jesus. His arms were huge. They were well-developed. They had, their, his muscle bellies were deep. It was crazy. Yeah. And I was talking to him, I was, man, what are you doing? And he gave me a list of these pro-hormones and SARMs he was ordering. And I didn't know anything about drugs at the time. I had never taken drugs at the time, especially not hard drugs. And I was like, man, that's insane. A couple, like, fast forward a couple of weeks later, 
and he collapses in the gym, in the middle of the gym floor. He was immediately taken to the hospital and then flown from Somerset to UK hospital for liver and kidney failure because of, because of SARMs and Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that kind of goes back to what I had done in high school. I remember seeing a picture of who Kai Green is, the bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So... I remember seeing a picture of Kai Green, Ronnie Coleman, Jay mm-hmm, Cutler, mm-hmm. and I wanted nothing more than to look like these guys, just these absolute monster men. Mm-hmm. So I go to GNC with all this money I had saved up, and I, I see pictures of Kai Green biting into a raw piece of beef. I see um, all these test boosters, and I didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't do any research. Mm-hmm. So I bought this test booster. I took it home, and the direction said one pill twice a day. So I did two pills four <laughs> times a day i doubled everything uh everything i drank you know you're supposed to drink you know let's say you drink a gallon of water a day yep. every drink i took had protein powder in it if i had a gallon of water i'd have 15 protein shakes and i would just pour that water Dude, i bet you crapped like crazy i didn't though Did it what count? what <laughs> it, yeah so what happened was I, I remember because you know when you live with somebody you don't see these changes. Yeah. I come upstairs one day and I don't know if it was a long weekend where I was playing video games in the basement all day or something, <laughs> but I come up on a on a Sunday morning and my mom goes, "Are you feeling okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, why?" She's like, "Your skin and your eyes are horrible, dark yellow." Yeah. So I went to the hospital and I had jaundice, mm. and they're like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm just you know taking That's these crazy. taking these test boosters yeah. and and granted I was abusing them." But I don't think you're ever going to find anybody that, that's young that takes test boosters that's not. Yeah. That's right, following right. those directions yeah. to a T. Um, and then so I, I gave him a urine sample, and there was chocolate flavoring <laughs> in my urine because I was, I was downing so much protein powder. Your body couldn't, couldn't process it. Yeah. Break it down. yeah. And it, it was, was coming like, too fast. Like, it wasn't even, like, dark yellow pee. It was, like, brown. Mm, that's not good. Um, so I think – a lot of like football is it's mostly positive like other recreational sports it's, it's just a positive outcome the issue are the people that want to take it to the extreme and i think you you like any other sport you're going to take you will take the extreme to get to the top yeah um i'm super glad you guys didn't i'm glad you guys stayed a healthy route uh cooper i think you have a good head on your shoulders you'll continue to take a healthy route randall you've you've done really well your whole life yeah thank you thank you um so yeah, but and and this is kind of what I want for this. You know, it's only episode three. We're yeah. still working some kinks out, but there's going to be a day on here where we have another football player that comes on that says, "I took all the steroids. Yeah. I I tore." And I I personally I have four friends that took legitimate cycles in high school, and, and you know who they are. Um, and uh, there were ACLs getting torn left and right. Not to mention the infections. Because, yeah. like I stated before, it was some dude who would make a batch of steroids in a bathtub with hot water, <laughs> dip that bottle in there, seal it tight, and then sell it to high school kids for a hundred bucks a bottle. Yeah. Um, so, and I'll say this: I, I'm not a professional. I'm not a pharmacist. I'm not a doctor. But if you are a kid that's listening to this and you hear the word steroids, uh, PEDs, performance enhancing drugs, SARMs, mm-hmm. pro hormones, anything like that. Please reach out to me, Jeff, Randall, or Cooper. Uh, we'll put our social medias on this and get help. Don't. And what I mean by that is don't get help as in like a suicide hotline where we're right, going to tell you yeah. not to. Get education on what you're doing because if you don't, chances are you're going to end your career quicker. 
you're going to be less healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a chance that if you let one of us help you, if we don't know the question, we're going to figure it out. But we're also going to try our best to not only elongate your career in the sport. If Will, I am going to take steroids. If you don't help me, if someone else will. Okay, let's find the best and safest way so you can get the absolute max results right. with staying as yep. healthy as possible. Because yep. parents will listen to this. And they're gonna think, well, that's that's so dumb. It's good. It's dumb. But if you want, if your kid wants to take steroids, they're gonna they're take gonna steroids do it right. regardless. Think about it. There's not a parent out there that's like, nope. I told my kid not to drink. I know he's never drank. Yeah. You're dumb. <laughs> Little Johnny come home splattered face. Yeah. 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 Like, like it's it's the classic book and all the movie or classic move and all the movies and books. Like go check your liquor cabinet. Mm-hmm. One of those vodka bottles got water in it. <laughs> like that's that's how it goes. <laughs> and something to add, too, uh, when I was in high school in Mobile, there was this guy, like I said, I won't say his name, but it was a running back for Theodore. And the everyone, like, in the area was saying, yeah, he's on steroids. Yeah. But, like I said, around that age, if you walked around with your yeah, jacked, jacked, yeah. jacked to a T and full beard, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's questionable. But I say that to say, you know, word got around that. Now, whether he was doing it or not, eh, I don't know for sure. Right. But the signs that I saw, I was like, oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But at the end of his senior year, that same word got around to college coaches and scouts. And yep. that's the only thing they're asking about him. He didn't get recruited. Didn't oh, get, no not way. Made, that didn't, sucks. Didn't get a single offer. And that's he was huge. one of the – I won't say he was one of the best running backs in the state, but he was – High up there. Yeah, he, I'd yeah. say he was about top 15. That's insane, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I think he was think like three star, and then you know, come signing day, you know, he's nowhere to be found. Yeah. Ask around, he's like, well, he decided to go work at what what you call it, whatever, yeah, yeah. Where, you know, the, the local warehouse. Red Bull. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> that's uh, that's crazy. I mean, that, but right there, that's a perfect example. I didn't know that, mm, but no. you know, word of mouth can travel to recruiters. Yeah, yeah. and Mobile is a big city. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. just imagine if you're in a small city and the world yeah. gets around that you're, yeah. oh, yeah. he's juicing. And because you got people that you got your college coaches that are going to listen to it. You got the people that you're playing against that may not like you so much when the college coach comes to see them. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to say, well, you know, that guy right there takes steroids. You just recruit me instead of him. Right. Yeah. I've yeah. seen, I've, well, I haven't seen, but I've got people that have told me that, yeah, right. I told them that Dylan did steroids. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. And I was like, and in my head, I'm like, I mean, that's you, but he he made the decision to do it, so it's like, yep, right. What can you do? It's but yeah, he didn't get that one offer. Well, I think you got to think too. Like like football is not powerlifting or bodybuilding or strongman. Like if if you go in, if they come and recruit Cooper at two hundred twenty pounds at six foot one, mm-hmm. but he reports to college six months later at two hundred twenty pounds at or two hundred fifty pounds at six foot one. And it's it's a it's a well put on two fifty. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be questions. It's gonna be questions. Yeah. Now, if you play it smart and you go NAIA for two years, so kind of like you did, work right. your way up to a bigger school, maybe you can pass through because they didn't see you in right. high school. Right, and then NAIA, they're not drug testing you. No, they're like, not they at all. Be doing that I remember Alabama. going to an NAIA college rec- recruiting meeting, and they knew the only reason I was known well in football. Not to not to break you. Up. That's crazy that you know it's NAIA too. I didn't, I didn't yeah. even say that. That's crazy. Yeah. So that and that's when I when I was going to play football in college. I um, I remember walking around. I won't say the school or because he might still be a recruiter there. But we were we were walking around and he turns around and looks at me and goes, "Hey, I heard you won the bench press competitions and all of the 
um, training camps. And it was 225, and I think the number to beat was 18. Oh. And, dude, this kid, like, he, he, he was legitimately built like a, like a gorilla. <laughs> like, giant Just back, swole. giant chest. Yeah. Kind of like, a, like, a line, like a lineman. Mm-hmm. Giant back, giant chest, long arms, but his arms were massive. He was super nice, yeah. but the kid just looked like a straight monster. <laughs> and he did 18 with 225, and then because I, once again, I got to go last, yeah. out of sheer you know, adrenaline, I got 32. Nice. And then that Sheesh. blew them out of the water. Um, and so I got invited to you know, the, the Pro Bowl, not the Pro Bowl, the um, Border Bowl, mm-hmm. the Tennessee-Kentucky Border Bowl. Okay. Uh, I was the first kid to leave on my own decision like i was like i ain't doing this um what happened was they got me at defensive end and i was not big i, I told randall this when we were working i was not big and um i, I reported for defensive line and dude i'm 5 10 230 240 not really like looking back i wasn't athletic i was just strong as shit yeah and they were the, the other the Second smallest kid there was Randall size at 18. He's 6'2", 250, and he nah. he was – I mean, he just looked cool. You know, like he had the he had the, the black helmet with the, the uh, custom face mask with that visor on. Nah. He was ridiculous at, um, at uh, pass rushing. Mm-hmm. I was just watching this kid pass rush was insane. He, it was nothing to him, but he could get past everybody. Yeah. Um, and – I remember we were doing the drill. I, I help me remember the name, both of you. Where is it? Just the wrap up where we come in at an angle, and one of us jumps, the other one kind of catches yeah, you. Tackling drill. Tackling yeah, drill. circuit. Okay, so, so we're doing that, and this kid clobbers me. <laughs> just, I mean, really, just clobbers me. And I was like, cool. Like that's how we're gonna do things. So then we get up again. He's the one that's jumping in the air. And I go, and he didn't jump because he's fat. And I <laughs> close my eyes and just ram into him. And it was still a lose because now we're both on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I go home that night, and I'm and I'm thinking, man, I don't, I don't like this. So I go talk to the coach. I'm like, hey, like, something doesn't feel right. Like, I, yeah. I feel like I don't belong. I'm, I should be in a different position. And he was like, dude, you're not gonna play. You're too small for your for your position. Just stay here and get a ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, th- and he obviously acted super annoyed that I was talking to right. him, that it's 8 p.m. and I'm in his room. And <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. So I go back and I was with another one of my teammates from my, the school I went to in high school. And I start packing my stuff up. I call my grandma and grandpa, like, hey, you come pick me up, please, because they were yeah. closest. And they're like, why? I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm like, well, can you Why explain? didn't you go out for linebacker? They wouldn't let me. Oh, I was recruited that. for defensive line. And That's they're like, crazy. our linebackers are full. And they said, you can tell people you went out for linebacker, you switched to linebacker, but you ain't going to play. We got too many people. Yeah. Granted, I wasn't that good either. Once again, it's like if you could have, like, here's the football players and this guy's just going to come over here and bench press, yeah. that, that kind of <laughs> what got me. Yeah. Um, and so I left. And they, were, they came in the room and, like, well, you know, Mobley, what's going on? Talk to us. Like, you know, and I was like, nothing's going on, guys. I'm just, I, ain't, I don't, I don't want to do it. <laughs> and then that kind of set the tone for college. Yeah. I went to play college because I wanted to make my dad proud and – and I got there. I think I was there for six or eight hours. And got myself moved into the dorm. Um, and because I was, once again, I, you could. I guess my, I'm being too humble. My skill level was really high. I, I was very technically sound. 
Um, and you can correct me here. You've watched all my film. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he was t- up there grinning. Yeah, so t- t- telling me sucks if you yeah, really sucks. If I, and if I did, please tell me. Um, but I remember going. They had me with the quarterback, the starting quarterback. They room with a senior too, yeah. and they're like, "Dude, you get a senior dorm starting quarterback." Like they wanted me, and they're like, "You come play." And I already had all the lifting records. Right. Like I was looking at, them, and I was like, "Dude, I have every one of those." Like let me. And he's like, "Oh, we don't lift very much. We do a lot of speed work. College all about speed." Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean we don't lift? <laughs> That's and, what I do. Yeah, and he was like, you know, we might be in here twice a week. He's like, but you're not going to come in here and max out on a squat, a bench press, or a deadlift. That's just dumb. Yeah. Hmm. I was like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> so, like, right there, like, even more of that energy, that 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 drive to do better just dropped. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, was I was in love. So there was a girl oh, that, uh, that I was with. That was sweet. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> and it was like, hey, like, I really miss you. And she wouldn't reply. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to quit then. <laughs> Um, on the first thing, smoking back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to get drug tested, and I'm sitting there with some other guys from my hometown, from other schools we all got recruited to. And, dude, I just – you know that feeling of you're sitting there, and you're like, I shouldn't be here. Yeah. Like, this is not – this is not for me. This this is going to make me unhappy if I continue. No. It was just that horrible, overwhelming feeling. Most people probably get that listen to this from a job where you just dread going into work. Yeah. Um, I've been there for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I, I don't want to do this. This is not me. This is not what Will wants to do. Mm-hmm. So I went back to the dorm, and I talked to the – I was like, hey, man, he's playing uh, Xbox. I don't know his name. I never asked his name. Never, <laughs> never introduced myself. Um, he's playing Xbox, and some of the other um, college players that were seniors, juniors, were all in there. And we don't have practice for two weeks, so it was literally just going to be a two-week party until, yeah. until football practice started. I was like, okay, help me pack up my stuff. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. And they're like, what do you I'm mean? Leaving. I was like, I don't, I don't really know how to say it any simpler. Yeah. I was like, and I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm just done. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, dude, like, if you don't want to do it, like, don't. And they, they gave me really good advice, and I was really hoping they weren't going to sit there and call me names, make fun of me. And they were like, dude, like, if this isn't what you want to do, don't do it. Yeah. And I didn't. Now, I went, took that into powerlifting, and took that all the way. You know, I, I don't, I wasn't around many other people my in my weight class that beat me, mm-hmm. um, and I could even beat people in higher weight classes. I, I trained with a lot of people in the higher weight classes because I excelled so much in that sport. Um, but yeah, they they helped me load my truck up. I went to because I hadn't eaten all day because I was in just such kind of panic anxiety mode. So I went and got a bunch of chicken nuggets and Big Mac and french fries and just drove my happy ass from from college back home and uh, eating my food, just feeling like I made the right choice. And I, I still feel like I did. You know, I have a wonderful wife with two amazing kids, a great life. So it's like, and I, you kind of wonder where would I go? Yeah. Um, where would I go? I had one big offer that I didn't even look at from Missouri. Uh, dude, I was a mama's boy. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's really cool, but I, you know, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna stay close to home, please. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, Coop, uh, you're gonna you're going into your sophomore year. Yeah. Um, what kind of college are you looking at? Uh, really, any other look at me? I've talked to the coach from Murray, and I've talked to the coach from like Georgetown and Lindsey Wilson. Yeah, I uh, like Georgetown a lot. But like I've said, I, you know, I don't. People ask me because I do track and wrestling and football. You know, like, you, which sport would you go for? And I'm like, I'll be a ballerina if they'll pay for my sport. <laughs> right. you know? nah, I don't want to pay ninety thousand dollars a year to. You know, no, that's that's just that's one dumb. way you could get like your name out there is, which I learned just kind of early, is go to all the camps like during the summer mm-hmm. and 
That's why he's like here. Uh, yeah. You're going to UK football camp oh, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so I didn't find that out until my senior year. That, yeah, same. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, huh. Were you, you weren't in a very big school, were you? Uh, so the school I was in in Mobile, it was 6A. Like, we had 6A. Damn. It was 6A, yeah, but. Dude. Yeah. But my freshman year, they they won, the varsity won one game. Oh, okay. And yeah. then my that second guess. year, they won two games. Gotcha. And they didn't, we, when my class actually got to varsity and was, you know, took over the varsity team, then we won five games. Okay. Then we went to the playoffs after that my senior year. So it was like, we were a big school, but everybody looked at us like, oh, that's an easy W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and the coaches were looking at us like, eh. I mean, <laughs> we, I mean, we had a few coaches come out, but that's when we were playing somebody, playing somebody big time. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't know if you guys um, – this name, T.J. Yeldon, running back for Alabama. Uh, he was he played at Daphne. Him and Ryan Anderson, they both went to Alabama. Sweet. Uh, and I, my last game of my sophomore year, we played them. And I have never seen any college coaches like that deep out there. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I mean, these are two five-star guys, and they also had some four-star guys. They was, mm-hmm. they was a really good team. I think they, I think they won state that year. Nice. You know? But, I mean, it just kind of goes to show you the, the gravity of, you know, if you excel in this, if you really want to do football, which leads me to another thing, speaking back to what you said, you know, any kids, like I said, are listening to this and you're just playing football just because somebody wants you to mm-hmm. or just because find something that you want to do. Yeah, it's got to be a passion. Yeah, because yeah. football you got to be very mentally tough because mm-hmm. it is very physically tough out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And you go out there and – get hit around a bunch of times. Now you're back in the dorm like, do I even, like you said, do I belong yeah. here? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and not only just getting hit, but, dude, it's you're wearing 25, 30 pounds worth of equipment. Yeah. It's hot. It's humid. You're thirsty. It's uncomfortable. Coach you know, is yelling at you. Yeah, even yeah. when you do it right, you'll, 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 you'll be doing, you know, I don't think it's legal anymore, but the bull in the ring. Yeah. And you'll, you'll last the whole round or you'll get the tackle. You're, it'll be a good form tackle. Yeah. Why don't I get that from you all the time? <laughs> right. I just get a good job, man. <laughs> I want to know what's your general opinion on steroids and steroids in sports. Uh, my opinion on it is, you know, which my opinion is kind of swayed just because, like I said, I've always just been kind of naturally big. So mm-hmm. I never really, in my opinion, just really had the use for them. But I can see where they could be useful for, some, for certain people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but like you say, Make sure you're doing it the healthiest way possible. Right. right. You know, that's not going to affect you too much in the long run or going to affect your game too much because you can, you can take steroids and bulk up and go from 220 to 250. Yeah. But now for, at 220, you were running 4.5. Now you're 250, you're running a 5 flat. Yeah. Which can really hurt your college standings. And, you know, people are going to be like, well, he's big, but yeah. versus athleticism, you know, that's. That's my main thing. When I was in football, I was always concerned of working on my athleticism mm-hmm. uh, just because I was already naturally big. Yep, so, yep. I mean, but, hey, to each his own. I don't ever, I'm not a judgmental person, you know. I love, you know, everybody who loves me back. So right. um, that's like if my – I don't have any little cousins or anything playing football, but that's like if I was back in middle school and my cousin came to me like, yeah, I'm taking steroids. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Teach me how to run faster. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's my general opinion of it. Yeah. I don't really have a sway against it. I just had never really had a use for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Coop? 
Uh, I would say, like, in all sports, like, I have that same opinion that uh, I think it's Mike Tyson said. You know, I don't think they should use it in contact sports. Mm-hmm. Like, like combat sports, what I mean. You know, I oh, think okay. you can do it safely in football. Yeah. Especially because a lot of those guys, they're not getting the, you know, they're not getting on huge cycles. So they're mm-hmm. not really destroying themselves. Right. But I think the biggest problem is those guys like Aaron Donald and DK Metcalf and yeah. AJ Brown that have those like those real famous pictures where they're just huge, yeah. you know, and they run these four three forties and telling kids you can reach that naturally. Yeah. And some of those kids that get older, like I said, those seniors figure it out that they can't. I think that's the problem when they decide, you know, oh why they just they just they just take whatever. They're yeah. not on anything specific, so they just take whatever they can get. I think that's the biggest problem. But no, I like you know, I, I there's a kid in my school now that, that started doing bodybuilding, he's seventeen. And people ask me all the time, you think he's on steroids? Because he's, I mean, he looks really good. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like 130 pounds, but he looks really lean. Yeah. And I tell him all the time, I, you know, if he is and he's doing it safely and you know, more power to him, he looks great and I hope he's healthy. But, yeah. you know, I wouldn't do that. And right. people ask me all the time, you know, you probably take steroids, man. No, I would never <laughs> do that. You know, because I, I, my, my eighth or sixth grade year, I pulled 405 at 13. Nice. And, um. That's yeah, everyone's tough. like, that's, that's, that's great, insane. man. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I was the slowest dude on the field. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't want to play tackle in high school because I knew I wasn't getting a six four. Yeah. So right now, you know, I run a four six four seven forty, and I only deadlift five hundred now. You know, so yeah. three years later, I haven't jumped right, up four six. That's, that's crazy. Because yeah. you know, I came out. <laughs> I was a. I, all I'm doing with all these sports because I do wrestling and track and and football. Yeah. You know, all I was doing with these sports, I threw shot put because it was just explosive. I wanted to do something right. explosive. So yeah. I worked on Olympic lifting and shot put and disc. And I ran the four by one too. Okay. So you know, and we said I set the school record my seventh grade year when I started running track for my high school with my four by one team. Yeah. So it's, it's my going. Boy really got well. a bright future ahead of him. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I, I think I think he does. He does have a really bright future in sports. Um, I think the one of the issues too with sports, another kind of dark side that's not really bodily harm dark side, mm-hmm. is that you have coaches that aren't willing to help put their players out there. Yeah. I, mean, I remember when I was in school. I don't know if I did or didn't because I didn't do a good job about it either, but I feel like it's a coach's job to get their players noticed. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if, you know, so, for example, not the name drop here, but I played against Damian Harris a few times, mm-hmm. went to Alabama, and then was a running back for the New England, pa- New England Patriots. And dude, a super cool guy, super humble, very right. nice and polite. Um, and I feel like I had some really good one-on-one tackles with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, this is like glory day talking. I hate to do this, but... Um, <laughs> When I was making a college reel, none of them, like, every game is on film, but none of them were put in there. Yeah. And a part of me started thinking, like, do you really want me to get noticed? Why would you not have me hitting and tackling a one-on-one this right. you know, incredibly talented individual? Um, and little things like that, just, you know, mm-hmm. but I think kids, because that's what the coaches do, they're going to send it to your parents. Yeah. They're going to call you in the coach's office. You're mm-hmm. going to watch the, you're going to watch the film and, you know, Hey man, what do you think about this, this list, this, uh, highlight reel put together for you for college coaches. You're 16, 17, 18 years old. And you're like, Oh yeah. Thanks coach. It really right. means a lot. <laughs> you're not going to say, well, that sucked. Where's this? And at the same time too, you're a, you're a, you're a, a, a an athlete. So you're not saying, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm going to really try to tackle Randall in the backfield today, uh, try to get that on film. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like lifts. Like, hey, I got 800s today on squat. You know, <coughs> I'm, I'm rolling in jiu-jitsu today. I'm practicing this. Try to get these. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of like luck-based. Like like the, the film that comes out, you don't get to make the film. Yeah. You just get to pull from other films and put it together. Right. And then I think there are coaches out there that hire somebody to – 
get good shots, edit film properly, and mm-hmm. really make a difference. And I think that is a huge, huge help. Yeah. Because you got to think, could I have gone to Alabama? Probably not. But did Alabama even know I existed? No, because nobody put any stuff out there for me. Yeah. Now, we said it a million times now, we don't know this. So if, you're, if, you're, if we're responsible for putting our own film out there, tell us that. Mm-hmm. So now when I go to my brother's game and watch him play, I have to say, hey, guys, make sure you're getting films to put it out there so you all can go to college so that you can do better than I did. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a big a big downfall where a lot of college coaches, well, we could get my other brother on here who is a high school coach, and he might say, here's why we can't do that. Here's why we don't do that. We do do that. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know, get on here and tell us we're wrong. Right. But being recruited is so much harder than it used to be with everyone else. Because I think those highlight reels, like, I know it's a good thing. It's a good idea. Mm-hmm. But if you judge athletes on their work, on their best day, then right. you're not going right. to get the right athlete. Right. That's yeah. the same thing my coach used to say. He said, you know, you can make all the highlight tapes you want to, but – it's a highlight tape for a reason. You know what I'm saying? The college no. coaches, they really want to recruit you. They're going to watch the whole game. Yeah. You know, you may have made the play, you know, first first play of the second half, but how did you do in the fourth quarter? You okay, know, you're cool. Tired, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, how is your game different when you're going through it, so to speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's – I think that's where a lot of college recruiters recruit from, seeing how, how they work under pressure or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And also I feel like – Speaking back on what you said about the college, you know, I mean, the coaches, high school coaches, not really putting their best foot forward when it comes to players. I feel like, and like I said, this is my personal opinion. I feel like there are some coaches out there that are coaching a kid, and they know, hey, he's going to be special. Mm-hmm. This is my ticket, and so yeah. they're focused on him. They're yep, going to put yep, everything yep, on yeah. him. Then the rest of the team is like, get it on your own. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, now nah, that may not be true, but. I mean, in my in my head, I've seen it work like that. Mm-hmm. At um, what what? It wasn't my senior year at Baker. It was my freshman year. No, no, no. It was my senior year at Baker. Uh, like I said, my my class was getting we're getting recruited and things like that. But then it's like we've got this freshman running back who's gonna be really really good. Mm-hmm. The coaches are kind of more gravitating towards him than right, they are right. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we had to, like I said, we had to make our own highlight films. We had to yeah. send it to the coaches ourselves, like, yeah. which was, was cool because then, like you said, I get to choose the players I want you mm-hmm. to see. But at the same time, it's like you're supposed to be my position coach. Right, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. You you know what I do best more than I do right. most of the time. Right. So why wouldn't you make the film? Because you know what the college coach is looking at. Mm-hmm. I'm just a kid in high school. I'm just out here playing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially, so. like, if you're anything like Cooper, and he's a lot like me, and we're a lot like my dad and my grandpa, <laughs> where you go out, you make an incredible play in the backfield, and the, the game's won, and then you get in the car, and all you talk about is all the stuff you did wrong. Yeah. I should do this. I suck. <laughs> yeah. which, is, which is what a great player does. They're right. never, they're never um, satisfied. They're always going to critique themselves. Mm-hmm. They're their own worst, worst enemy. But – that's like you said, where the coach comes in and says, hey, that was incredible. Do that again. Here's mm-hmm. what you did. Here's what I want to see happen again. Um, so it's the, it's the, I think it all comes down to, to the guidance. You know, your yeah. football coach yeah. is, is sometimes m- more trusted than your parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know how many For times sure. I would go to my football coach. Um, his name was Stephen Godby. And uh, dude, he was just a hard ass of a guy. Uh, <laughs> just mean down to the core. But when he if when he cared about you, that's when he was mean. He expected a lot out of you. You had to put the work in. Um, he really helped shape me into the man I am today. 
And I specifically remember going to him with girl advice, with school advice. And he not only would coach me on the field, but he would help coach me off the field because a good coach understands that if I'm not performing on the field, it's probably something else. Right. Right. Am I not sleeping? Am I not eating? Is my head in space other, in other places? And there's too many football coaches, maybe just in all general sports, that mm-hmm. do, why do you suck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't ask that question because you're not going to get a, oh, here's what happened, coach. Like with me in powerlifting. Mm-hmm. I skipped three meals yesterday. I worked an extra two hours. I didn't sleep well. You know, that's because I've studied my body to a T, and I know exactly what I did to make this outcome. Right. Mm-hmm. A kid playing sports doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. So it's your job as a, as a leader and, a, and a, just somebody in, that guides you mm-hmm. and helps you navigate through life to say, hey, what's going on? And I remember when I came back from college, um, kind of harping on that girl again I came back because I was going to get married and have kids and you know all the all the the thoughts you have you know American dream yeah (laughs) and he I went I remember I went to him and he was like man if if you felt like that's the right choice and I was really expecting man if you punch me in the face you'd be mad at me something um he was like, if that's the right choice, you know, and then we ended up breaking up like a week later, but so that, <laughs> so that happened. Jeez. Um, Big player. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to. It was her. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so I, I appreciate y'all coming on. Um, I do. I, I mean, I do. I feel like that was a, a legitimate, if somebody's playing sports uh, in high school, obviously specifically football, like, give it a listen. It's, this is super worth yeah, listening yeah. to. Um, and once again, when we put this up on social media, we'll put, uh, do you have, you have, you have Instagram, Randall? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll put our emails, our social media tags on there. Like get a hold of us with questions. Yeah. We got a semi pro guy in here. Like he knows some big names in the sport. He can help you get there. Um, and then we got Coop in here. Who's, you know, he's with, he's around some really talented people. He's a really talented person. I don't know many kids his age that have lifted the weights he's lifted. That's performed in the way he's performed. Ask him how he did it. Ask him what he did. And if he doesn't know the answer, it could be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If he doesn't know the answer, he'll find somebody that does. Uh, Dude, this is a community of, you know, we're trying to bring light to the bad, but we also want to help the people that need some help. Yeah. Um, Not many people do that. So I don't care if you live in Florida and for some reason you're listening to this podcast, you you probably need to get some hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) But if you do... Dude, get a hold of me if you want. I I don't have any pool in Florida, but I'll help you in any way I can. If I have to drive your highlight film to UK and hand it to the UK coach, you better be damned that I'm going to. Right. Um, So yeah, thank you guys for coming on, and that's the end of episode three. I look forward to the next one. Oh yeah, there you go, definitely.